The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, President and CEO of 40 Days for Life, Sean Carney, explains the gravity of the situation and how he now believes we are at the beginning of the end of abortion. People should not get discouraged despite 46 years of legalization with abortion in our country. The pro-life movement has more momentum. These wonderful pregnancy resource centers outnumber abortion providers three to one. Half of all abortion facilities in America have closed. share this time with you. I'm James Robinson Betty, and I welcome you to Life Today. And this program is all about life. I don't know that I've ever been through an experience. I've been around 75 years. We've been married 56 years. I don't know that I've ever been more mightily moved by the love of God and the hope in the effect of that love than I'm experiencing right now because I think perhaps as horrible a thing as has ever happened in human history and you can think about all the terrible things in various uh, empires and uh, communists, Marxists, fascists, all the horrible destruction of human life. But when you really stop and think about it, the nation that was born as a nation really and truly on a foundation of seeking freedom that only God can give and prayer, that this nation in a short period of time has perhaps allowed the slaughter, the killing of more innocent, precious little ones than any time in history, more than 60 million. And I'm seeing hope that the real killing field in the land of the free, where we really need people to stop being cowards in church and become the land of the brave and the bold, suited up, in the armor of truth and living carried by love and compassion. I am seeing the effect of that. And the young man that I believe God used, along with his wife and others, and he would tell you primarily the others, who were inspired to pray 40 days and fast in front of abortion clinics and just pour love out on everybody coming in, everybody working there, everybody coming out in the most beautiful way. The title of the book, The Beginning of the End of Abortion. And since I could have been aborted, a doctor refused to do it or I wouldn't be here, to see the end of this killing field by an outpouring of God's love and an answer to prayer is giving me more hope than I've had perhaps in my whole life. Would you agree we're seeing Absolutely. that hope? Absolutely. I'm excited because I feel like that when you know, when a woman is pregnant, they all—they I've, I've seen so many times they say, "Talk to your baby," in the womb. Talk, they can hear you. Talk to your baby. They can feel your love. Well, I want all the babies in the womb out there to know we're fighting for you. We're fighting for your life and your protection, and that God will just surround you with His love and His peace, 
that you might be born and born healthy to live on this earth and to make an imprint on this, in this world that God has given us. God help us to love every baby. Don't let us see a beautiful creation that you knew from the moment of conception as some little mass of tissue of insignificance, but divinely designed, unlimited potential, and help us save them. I believe the author of this book, and you can see it so well portrayed in the movie Unplanned, whatever it takes for you to see it, get it when it comes out to rent movies, online, pay-per-view, whatever. Try to get copies and show it to everybody you can in your churches. Sean Corney is here with us. I believe he's an example of what it's going to take to heal all the ills yeah. facing our nation and all over the world. Would you welcome Sean Corney to like that? Thank you. Thank you. Honored to be done. It is great to do another program with you. I, I, we're going to show a clip from the movie. And boy, you know, because before I met you, I met you in the movie. <laughs> do you believe that, you know, because there's so many things we can do that don't really help the cause. When we try to make people just feel bad and don't understand the battle that the woman may be going through. And then we don't give them love after birth. You know, we adopted a, a son that's the father of four of our grandchildren, works with the ministry, Randy, hosts with Sheila Walsh, our show life today. And the mother said she knew the baby had to be important, but she was going to give that baby up for adoption. Well, thank God, but that was a year before Roe versus Wade. Right. What might have happened in her psyche when she hears all the things? She knew this wasn't a good thing where she was, and she knew she wasn't going to keep the baby because of changes in her life, but she gave us a son that we wouldn't have had. I could have been terminated if the doctor had done what my mother asked him to do. He refused to abort. So would you say that the, the best approach is the prayer approach when you are getting people to pray and be full of love? And that really is the only way we're going to see this horrible issue dealt with effectively? Absolutely, because abortion is, is serious business. It's, it's a grave business. It's from the devil. And we have to approach it with the seriousness of prayer. I mean, we have to fall on our knees. If we run out the door without God and we're going to save the world, no matter what injustice we're standing up against, we're going to last about 10 minutes mm -hmm. and get burned out. It's going to be all about us, and we're going to just get mad and frustrated with the world and leave. We have to, when standing up to abortion, 56 million abortions in the world a year. Mm. Mm. We have to be praying, and we have to be calling upon God's mercy and his hope uh, and his justice. And I think that, you know, nobody grows up wanting an abortion. Nobody grows up wanting to work in the abortion industry. Something always went wrong in their life. And they ended up there. And I think that the beautiful thing about 40 Days for Life holding these peaceful vigils is nobody really wants to be there except for those who are freely giving up their time when you could be doing a million other things and going out and praying wow. for an hour. And, and they recognize that. The women getting out recognize that and they come over. Yeah, and they're not mean-spirited. They've got a broken heart. They're full of compassion. They're ready to talk, ready to comfort. Mm -hmm. I, I want to show what happened. 
And this is one of the most intense moments uh, in the entire unplanned film, Abby Johnson. And Abby's running the clinic. And by the way, she's got a parents that tried to show her this isn't best. She's got a husband. What a guy, giant he is. And I know people have met her husband in the real life said he's an amazing he's person. He's the same guy in the they, movie, they, yeah. yeah. they just played the role so well. He really... I mean, she went on, she, she's like civil rights or saving rights. And I mean, it's just unbelievable how she tried to defend these things that were so wrong. And then all of a sudden, she actually saw what was happening. You remember one of the most moving parts is when they brought in, this is what caused her to go up the ladder. She's picking up, think about this now. Think about this, she's picking up the pieces of a baby aborted. That means arms, legs, every part, every piece of the little baby had to be put, and they had to find all the parts before they could absolutely be certain the abortion because there couldn't be any little part of that baby left in that woman. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, the real tough woman in Planned Parenthood, the real hardliner that's watching Abby, she said, I'm amazed at you, Abby. You can really be a leader because when most people see that, they can't stand it, they start crying. But you sat right there and looked at it, Abby, you're gonna be great in the abortion industry. You're gonna be the one. Yeah. You're gonna be mm -hmm. the one. And boy, they made her the one. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? Mm -hmm. But then something happened. Abby saw something, changed everything. But I'm convinced what changed everything is what happened when she came out to run you off and to get rid of your camera. <laughs> Watch this. From now on, no more harassing the protesters or calling the police unless we've identified someone as dangerous. Wait, so we're just gonna give the anti-choicers a free pass? We're going to treat them with respect and expect the same in return. And definitely no time. Dan Parenthood, this is Renee. No more letting them get under our skin or losing our tempers. We're doing a good thing here. And the best way to reinforce that isn't with words, but actions. Okay, okay ma'am. Of course. Abby, there's a woman circling the block right now and she can't come in because somebody's filming outside. This is the third complaint this morning. I'll take care of this. Okay. Ma'am, I am so sorry about that. My boss is on it right now. Are you getting everything? Uh-oh. Hi. Hi. Hi, Abby. I, I hear you've been promoted. Yeah. I understand if you're not anxious to congratulate me. No, actually, I was thinking that the women coming in here will finally have someone who cares about them running things. Is this your camera? Yes. I need it gone. I'm sorry, but we can't do that. Sure you can. Just take it off the tripod, pack it up, and take it back to your office. Abby, we've been accused of a lot of things, some of them criminal. This camera is our best evidence that what we're doing is peaceful and non-confrontational. Sean, this is not the way that you want to start out our new relationship. Okay, just angle it away from the fence. That's all I'm asking. Can't do it. We need to see what's actually going on. If there's ever any question, we need it to be clear. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I don't mind you guys, but this morning you were really pissing me off. And for your information, Sean, there have always been people willing to defend basic human rights. First, there was the fight against slavery. Then, it was the people who stood up against the Holocaust. Later, it was a battle for civil rights, and now it is Planned Parenthood standing up for the reproductive rights of women. Abby, you don't need to justify your job. I'm not justifying anything, okay? I'm just trying to explain to you. And you don't need to explain don't... what you're doing either. The truth is, you've just cited three examples of injustice, slavery, segregation, and the Holocaust. That can only occur when a whole segment of the population is dehumanized. And that's exactly what Planned Parenthood does to the unborn.
That went well. Didn't Sean do well? <laughs> wow. What a powerful message you delivered through that actor. <laughs> that was word for word. They they did a good job with that script. Yeah, and but you said in the real picture. In the real called, picture. She's on the other side of the bar. She's on the other side of the fence. She would have never come to our side. <laughs> 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 and so she liked to kind of talk at a distance. And so she was through the fence and she stormed off going back up the hill, what we called. They had the high ground, but we were going to have the high ground. So she went up the hill and... She came storming back, and I thought, here we go. <laughs> like, and, and Ashley did a great job in that scene of sort of coming back because I thought, I know what's coming. You know, she, she just couldn't handle me. And so she turns around at the final thing. And, and this and, is not in the movie. This is not in the movie. It's in Abby's book. And she, she gives me this smirk, and she goes, you're not going to convert me. <laughs> and I remember going back to the staff, and I said, Abby Johnson is is folding. I said she 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 used the word convert. I said you know that was the last thing, and I could tell. I remember that conversation like it was yesterday, and I remember when I it was it was fast in the movie, but I said you don't you don't have to justify your job to me. And she had never thought about that because that's exactly what she was doing. And you know when she said I, I, you're not going to convert me, I thought well that's Probably, I'm not going to, God is, but that's what's clearly happening. Because, and you, you've been in this movement, as we've said and joked, literally longer than I've been alive. And the abortion industry is two camps. It's the ones that say, hey, I go to church too. I'm a good person too. Abortion is, I'm helping people just like Abby. And she was in that camp. And then there's the other side that is cold, calculated, wouldn't give you the time of day if we, if we begged for it. Which you see in the abortion in head of the clinic, mm -hmm. exactly what it's like and precisely. You've seen a lot of the films that this young man and his friends have done to get pictures of what the abortionists are really like, how they're profiting off of it. And, right. and she makes it clear it's a big business is what it is. If we allow the slaughter to continue, we the people overseeing God's planet Earth as stewards and his money are giving hearty approval to what they're doing with the money and a half billion dollars goes to Planned Parenthood, which they seek so clearly in the movie. And, and I, I've had Christians say, you know, I don't need to be pro-life. I don't need to do anything. Let God judge all of, mm -hmm. all of this. Mm -hmm. and, and my response is sort of simple, which is he's going to do that and he's going to judge us. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah, stop with them, the bad yeah. people. And it's all of us that are accountable. And, you know, you're absolutely right. But we're seeing that. We're seeing the change come now, and it can come in all areas. In my opinion, if people have the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, like was demonstrated even in the movie through you and your wife throughout. Don't you believe that what you've seen in this young man, even in that clip and hearing him on Life Today, two days, don't all of you agree this is the spirit that can transform the minds and hearts in America? This is what it takes. And it's the power of prayer. God answers the prayer of his people. But, but remember this, in the prayer when he, he said, I'll heal the land, he said to the prophet Joel that I will make up for the years the destroyer, even the locusts have eaten. I want to restore. I want to pour out blessings. But he says, rend your heart. And then in that prayer for him to heal the land when there's been the drought, he says, turn from your wicked ways. Mm -hmm. Indifference is a wicked way. Not caring about the innocent is a wicked way. We need to repent. The first word in those going into the lake of fire, 
the first name in the Revelation, the first word, cowards. Too many cowards seeking comfort in a religious setting who won't stand up for life. You saw courage in Sean. We saw love in you. This is what God wants poured out all over the nation. A closing word to our audience and viewers all over the world. What do you challenge them to do to be most effective? I, I challenge them, number one, to pray for an end to abortion. And, you know, 40 Days for Life has been an invitation to do just that, whether people follow along online or whether they go out to our vigils. We have a, a fall campaign and a spring campaign. Abby's the, the 26th out of 186 abortion workers that we have, we've helped leave. And it, it's, it's happening. People should not get discouraged despite 46 years of legalization with, with abortion in our country. The pro-life movement has more momentum. These wonderful pregnancy resource centers outnumber abortion providers three to one. Half of all abortion facilities in America have closed the last 25 years. Our headquarters is that building <laughs> where 40 Days for Life began and where Abby was the manager. An abortion clinic became a prayer center. That's a miracle of yes. God's love yeah. and grace. I want you to go online, get the book, The Beginning of the End of Abortion. And our viewers are awesome. Most people, when you show them an issue, you know, like in, in the movie, it's so easy to not want to look at what's actually happening. Right. That's why it's important for mothers. Do you realize how much the whole media would scream if they showed movies on pulling little puppies apart in the womb of their oh, mother yeah. and pulling out the little mm -hmm. pieces? I mean, the media would go all CNN out to tell the horrors of that terrible mm -hmm. thing. Right. You know, you don't, don't even eat something. We now learn that vegetables have feelings. <laughs> don't eat spinach because <laughs> it feels, you know. My gosh, and don't call it something. Don't it's call okay it something. if we don't have to eat vegetables. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from Texas. <laughs> all right, the point is that we've right now, we've got a chance to see everything change. And the viewers of our program, when they say a, see a need, they don't look away. Mm -hmm. They see, you're so amazing, you really are. That's why I'm so glad Sean's here because I think you're gonna be a part of the prayer thrust and the release of God's love and the courage, the boldness, Holy Spirit boldness. That was the characterization of spirit-filled Christians in the New Testament. They were bold. We need to get that boldness and become a, a shining city set on a hill, all right? I believe you're gonna do that, but here's what I know. Every time we show you a need, if there's a way to meet it and you can be a part of it, you do it. Well, right now, 400,000 little children are facing death. All they need is some food. You're gonna be their miracle. You're gonna be their answer to prayer. Watch closely. Our mission team recently traveled to South Sudan. While there, Luke Redmond and Isak Pretorius encountered desperate mothers concerned for their children's lives. One mother literally begged them to come into her hut. What they discovered was heartbreaking. I can't even imagine what it would be like as a mother to sit here with their child that is literally dying in front of them. We've been in this village most of the day and this mother who, who saw us was just like, pulled us into her home. And when we walked in here, it was almost like an overwhelming sense of just, of death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, with nothing to, to give them right now or nothing that, that, we could, that we could do right now in this moment. 
Um, but, but she thought we could. It's sad to note this mother who caught the attention of Luke and Isaac is just one of hundreds of mothers whose children are suffering and in many cases dying because of the food crisis that is ravaging this area. This mother was so right to pull us in here because we are the only lifeline for her and her child. But I need you to know that without you, we cannot do this. We cannot save this child's life. We cannot honor this mother's call. So I'm calling out to you today from the bottom of my heart. I'm asking you, please help us bring life to this child and so many other children in this village that so desperately need it. You know, Betty and I have 11 grandchildren, six grandsons. That's our oldest grandson you saw there talking about the little child. Luke came in to the audio booth where I was talking to all of our friends and supporters with a message of the month. And I was talking about loving the hungry and the hurting. And he was three years old. And you remember, Betty, he said, we got, we got to give them food because if we don't, they will die. Mm. And I said, well, well, Luke, how are we going to do it? He's three years old. He said, well, we're going we're gonna to give them food. And I said, well, where are we going to get the food? He said, we're going to give with money. <laughs> and I said, well, well where are we going to get the money? He said, we're going to give it. And he was three years old. And now I see him there. He's 28. And wow. he, the most beautiful picture that Luke ever put on uh, social media where the family could see it was him kissing their little baby girl who was probably about six months old at the time and his wife. And there, there, there just, I just saw the love that he had. And when he came home from that trip that he was talking about wanting to bring home some of the children that their parents had been killed uh, and they had nothing. And literally he and his wife sat there in front of us trying to figure out how could they get those children and two of them were teenagers. They wanted to help them. So here's the thing. When you, when you have God's love and you see a need, God wants to meet that need. And with no exaggeration, we are the vessel and the channel through which he freely flows his love. And we become the hands. We, we become the hand that extends the cup of water or gives them bread or food and nourishment for life. Would you do that right now? Would, would you be the expression of God's love as a member of the body of Christ? Would you go online or dial that number. Remember, the number's there paid for by love so people could call with a broken heart. You can't believe how many people call. Right now, while we're appealing for help to save lives, 80 to 85% of the calls all day, hundreds and hundreds, will be, would you pray for me? Pray for me. Broken and hurt. But I'm asking why love pays for that call and why love prays for that person. Would you call now to be a lifeline? Would you be an answer to someone's prayer, to the heart cry of a mother, a family, the need of a child? Would you go online or dial the number and take your bank card and use it like a check to make a love gift of life? Please do it. Please get up and go get the card right now. Use it like a check. If you write a check, make it to life. Call us and tell us you're mailing it. Remember this. We've got 400,000 children located right now. Many of them already organized into areas where we can feed. We just need the support to do it for the next months. 
30, 50, or $100, listen to what I said, 30, 50, or 100 feeds three, five, or 10 children for the next months. $1,000 a feed a hundred. If you could do it, do that, please. But I believe every one of you watching can do something. Would you do it right now? We have gifts to send you to say thank you and encourage you in your spiritual life. I know you appreciate that. But I know you're doing what you're doing because the love of God is being shared through you like a river of life. Thank you for letting it flow. Thank you so much. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. Through Life's Mission Feeding Outreach, you can save lives by feeding and caring for children currently suffering from starvation in parts of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and mission feeding helping in areas of great famine, we urgently need your support to replenish food supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children. With your gift, we'll send you the James Code by O.S. Hawkins, an outstanding devotional to help you go from knowing about God to living for God and putting your faith into action. You'll also enjoy this beautifully crafted leather bookmark. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Passion Translation Bible. This New Testament edition, including Psalms and Proverbs, ignites the passion of the Bible to modern readers by merging the passion of God's heart for His children with the life-changing truth of His Word. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, from the depth of our heart, in behalf of so many whose lives you touch and even save, thank you. And uh, if you'd like to have the beginning of the end of abortion, this is a phenomenal book. It will inspire you and move you. You'll hear the stories of women who were changed some who had abortions and the real truth about it, some who decided not to because of the power of prayer. Betty, what do you want to say to Sean about what we've seen in him and even knowing him today and watching him? Well, I just want to thank you and your wife and your whole ministry for what you do to reach out and to, and to save those lives of those babies before they get aborted. And I, I, I pray that God will continually bless you and that as Christians all around our world that we'll continue to pray for you more because the enemy doesn't like this at all. And that's, that's key to him to, to destroy us. And so I'm, I just really want you to know you have our prayers and our support for what you're doing to save the lives of these babies. Would you like to join Betty and me in saying thanks to God and to Sean and his wife? Mary Lisa, and if you want the book, get the movie, go see it, get copies of it as soon as you can, show it with your friends and your church. If you'd like to have the book, you help us help those children live, ask us for the book, we'll send it to you. Thank you for your help. Thank all of you.
God wants to lavish that kind of grace on you as well. Sheila Walsh explores God's gift of grace tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.